Welcome back into the Camel Call Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Budrovich. For this episode, we go across the world and catch up with one of Campbell Women's Golf's finest, Tanya Ravenjack, who, of course, was an all-conference selection all four years at Campbell. She reached the NCAA Nationals as part of her team two times in her career and was just the 12th player in Big South Women's Golf history to earn all-conference honors all four of her seasons. Then Tanya took the coaching route a year after graduating and led her squad again to a Big South title with many of the players she was teammates with the previous year. Her route from Australia to the United States is not very common, but at Campbell it's become a lot more traditional. Kylie Pratt was one of the first players to come from down under to the United States, and now we see two current players, Josh Hetherington and Stacy White on the Campbell golf team, and a few others over the last five to six years to come from Australia. That being said, we dive into the large traveling and some of the neat places Tanya has been in her golf career, playing professionally now in China and also, of course, in her home country, Australia, and some of her favorite memories from championship runs at camp. Obviously, Campbell will always hold a special part uh, in my heart. And um, yeah, it just really kicked things off for me. And, you know, I'm all, I'll always be grateful for the opportunity that uh, Coach Crooks gave me to be a part of the Campbell women's golf team. And then that opportunity went further when he asked me to be the women's assistant coach um, for the for the girls. And that was honestly one of the best experiences ever. And I guess I got... I was sort of struggling with my game. Things weren't going to plan when I graduated. I wanted to turn pro and play on tour and my game just wasn't where I wanted it to be and I knew at that point it wasn't going to be good enough to be competitive at the level I wanted. So I took the opportunity uh, as the assistant coach and, yeah, that just really opened my eyes to the game in a different way and I got to be around the girls and help them and through my experience and you know, I think one major thing that helped me a lot was when we'd go to tournaments and uh, obviously not playing and just walking around with them and giving them advice. They'd ask for help with what kind of shots they wanted to hit and I would sort of think of some of the girls we had similar games so I was able to help them a little bit more personally in that way because uh, I would tell them, you know, what, what shot I would play and then, you know, it was – it kind of it kind of got frustrating because I I knew what the right thing was to do and how to play the shots and obviously I wasn't playing so I guess that just gave me another urge that you know this is really what I wanted to do and yeah just um, seeing things from a different perspective on the other side of the ropes as they say um, not being a player so yeah that that definitely uh, by coaching the girls made me want to get back into playing and. Um, yeah, it was it was definitely a turning point for me, and then I started uh, decided to just do that for a year, and then moved home, and uh, in at the end of July I moved home, and yeah, then I turned pro in December of 2017, and started my professional career at the start of 2018. So yeah, I just I, yeah I really love the game, and yeah, I mean Campbell was always a, a big starting point for that. I'm curious too because so many of the girls that you coached you also played with you know whether it was yes. the Stacy Whites of the world and, and you name it all, all those <laughs> girls that literally were your teammates and then a couple months later you're coaching them how was how was that dynamic yeah I mean it was I mean nothing changed like it was fine and you know I guess from a golfing perspective the girls respected me um I guess from my 
my results in college and just experience that I had, I guess they more so the younger players. I think I still, obviously I had to really understand that from a professionally, like being the coach of the girls, like I also had another, now I had a bigger responsibility for them. So, you know, anything golf related with uh, Campbell and the team and everything, whenever we'd have team meetings, I was always really professional with the girls. Like, Nadine and Louise, when they were seniors, I mean, they were two of my best friends in college. So that had, you know, I had to just really separate that. But then again, when, you know, we weren't at practice or, you know, we were just living normally. um, Yeah. I mean, I would talk to them like as a friend. So that didn't, that really didn't have any play anything negative or, you know, there was no tension. There was never any drama or anything. And yeah, I'm super grateful for that. But, yeah, I I feel like I was really able to provide a lot of knowledge and, um, you know, dwell, uh, go off past experiences for the, for the younger girls, especially the freshmen and the sophomores. So, yeah, I really enjoyed that a lot. I want to go back to your career too because you were pretty star-studded at Campbell. And <laughs> as a freshman, you were, you were the freshman of the year, which, you know, doesn't happen every day. What was it like coming right yeah. on the campus and, and playing really well when you first started? Well, I mean, first off, I never had an official visit, so I just packed up my stuff. <laughs> I just turned 19, flew halfway across the world with a suitcase and my golf clubs, rocked up to campus. Um, funny story, actually. Um, coach told me the date that I had to be at school, so mum and I, mum came over with me just to help me set up and move into my apartment, uh, into my dorm and everything. So we got there and we're like, <laughs> we get to, we go to Miami for a week first to spend some time with my mum's friend. So we go there for a week and then the day we're heading up to North Carolina, I get a phone call from coach and he's like, I have some uh, not so great news. And I was like, what's wrong? Like, what's wrong? He said, oh, I've given you the wrong date. School doesn't start for it until the following week. So I was already a week early. And so my mum couldn't actually help me move in. I had to do it all by myself. Um, and I ended up staying with um, one of my teammates, uh, Mary Caitlin. And her Who, who's now a golf coach now so herself fun. too. Yeah. And it actually so, so lovely and such a lovely family and so kind of them to take me in for a week. So I actually got to live with one of my teammates before school even started um, it was pretty sad though. My mom had to go home and she couldn't help me move in. But um, yeah, I just, I remember moving in and, you know, I didn't really have too too many expectations um, on the golf side. Obviously I knew it was going to be a huge adjustment and just getting used to the American lifestyle in a completely different culture. And, you know, I knew that was going to be a challenge, but I actually, I actually loved it. And the more, you know, I'm pretty, I would say an extrovert. So I love chatting as you know and um yeah I just made friends with everyone in my classes and tried to you know talk to as many people as I can and get comfortable and familiar with the environment and yeah once I was on the golf course it was like it just felt normal and yeah I actually had a pretty good freshman year if I recall I think yeah well, they all blend <laughs> together of course fun. yeah you know Tanya yeah, was- I'm curious too because and this is with any golf team but just the influx of culture whether it's Australia like yourself Sweden, European countries, you know, you had some South Americans, just the mix of different cultures. How much fun is that of getting to meet different kids, even just on your own team? Oh my gosh. It was seriously the most amazing thing. Like I still keep in contact with 
pretty much everyone from, you know, and I, where was I going? I actually, Annie, Annie came over for um, a European tour event. We had a couple in Australia um, in February and, you know, Annie came over. So Annie's from Sweden and I got to see Annie and I talked to Ashi and Louise is in in Europe, in France, like everyone's all over the place. And on uh, Saturday night, we actually had a, a Zoom chat with like, it was 12 of us. So even past like Sandy, Michelle, Lizzie, Kaylin, Tere, Maria, Betty, like Ali, everyone, we were all in this Zoom chat. And, you know, it's really hard. Like everyone's living their different lives and we obviously don't get to chat a lot and we were all on this chat together and it was literally like we were teammates yesterday. So, I mean, just having, you know, the diverse culture and, yeah, it's awesome. I can literally ring any of those people and say, hey, I'm coming tomorrow and, you know, I can go stay with them. And it's just like, you know, it was it was more of like a family to me. Um, sure. Even, you know, teammates that, I, that weren't on the team, obviously for a long time, um, you know, like Tere, she was a senior. She was, um, I was her freshie. So, like, I only, you know, knew her for a year. And I went to uh, Spain in April last year and, like, I caught up with her. Like, it was just, yeah, it's just um, the connections and the friendships that I made there were just unreal. Even even with non-golfers like uh, Kayla on the swimming team, she came for Christmas one year, spent a couple of weeks in Australia with me, and then we flew back to school together just yeah, stuff like that is just, um, yeah, friendships for life, really. Tanya, it's neat, too, because also your teams won a lot of matches and won a lot of Big South titles when you were there. And, and part of the fun of it, to pull back the curtain, was you brought your GoPro to pretty much every tournament. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and would take pictures and, and take videos. And, yeah. And one of the moments For that's... those that know me, I take my GoPro everywhere. <laughs> and, and I'm curious. We'll talk about that with your professional career, too, because I see all your pictures on Instagram. Yeah. but. Uh, one of the fun moments is you won a title your senior year and, and filmed your you, you guys and this is a podcast so you can't really see it but you were jumping up in the air and like timed it perfectly to take a couple of pictures oh, of you yeah. guys uh, jumping up and celebrate. I mean, how much fun is it to get those pictures and, and just think about those moments of all those victories? Yeah, I mean, uh, I actually I remember that it was the Fighting Camel Four Classic and um, the trophy was actually a clear a clear what would you call it like a rectangle, hexagony, pointy thing, I don't even know. But um, I placed the GoPro behind the trophy at the bottom, so it was kind of looking through the glass and you could see the Fighting Camel Classic across the top of the trophy and then I put it on a like a burst so it takes 30 pictures and I just was like, okay, everyone jump. And then just the timing was unreal and I went through and picked it where everyone was peeking like their jump at the top and, yeah, I mean – Another thing as well, it's cool that you brought that up because being in isolation for the last two weeks, I had a chance to go through all my hard drives and clean out my computer and I found so many pictures from college, like not even just fun ones with the GoPro, but just all kinds of photos from college and I have them all in folders and yeah, just looking back on those, I mean, there was never, like there was always a happy time and yeah, the mem- I'm so glad, I mean, and people would always say, oh, not Tanya again with the GoPro, like... <laughs> I was always the one with the camera and I'm like, yeah, but now, you know, we have those memories and we can look back on those photos and remember all the good things. And yeah, I'm, I'm super happy that I have those. And Tanya, it's fun too. So a lot of fans don't know this, but the Cammies, the end of the year award show 
every year. And one year you kind of you kind of produced a video for us and did a bunch of trick <laughs> shots where everyone was hitting them not only just straight off the tee, but they were throwing them up in the air. They were hitting them over their shoulder. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing was coordinated. And it was really neat. Give us a sense of how that all happened and, and what your role was putting it together. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of the teams, I mean, for the past years that I had been to the Cammies, obviously Cammies was like my favorite time of the year. Absolutely loved it. It was like you wanted to laugh, cry, think of all the good things. It was motivational. It was honestly one of the best nights. But um, I always remember, even as a freshman, I was like, wow, this is so unreal. And all the teams would come up with cool videos, funny, like funny stuff, whatever, you name it. They had it in there. And I guess my, it was, I think it was my senior year I'd made it. Um, I thought, oh, I want to do something kind of not funny, but, you know, something memorable for the golf team. And I said to everyone, all right, we're going to do this trick shot video. I don't care if you like it or not. Everyone's doing something. Like, even if you can't do a trick, you better practice it because we got four days to film it and I'm going to make this video. So, yeah, we just come up. I mean, it was hilarious. It Honestly, some of the stuff took forever to film because we just couldn't stop laughing. But, um, yeah, we're just. I'm just glad no one broke any of their clubs trying to – hit dingers from the air but um yeah it was yeah it was really good um that was <laughs> that video wow hilarious I actually saw it the other day I was watching oh really it, but, uh, yeah that was that was a good memory that was quite funny Tanya I want to ask you about because we talk about winning tournament titles and winning big south but you had a chance as a team to go to the NCAA nationals and I know that's something that only like 25 schools get to do and, and a handful of teams in the country but what was that moment like competing with, with your gals at the highest level and seeing how you guys could do at the NCAA championships? <clears throat> yeah, um, well, Nationals was just on another level. Um, was actually fortunate enough to go my sophomore year and my junior year. Um, we made it to regionals every year. Um, but I think the most memorable part, um, my mum had come over uh, for nationals, my did she come my sophomore year? I think my junior year she came. We were in Florida, yeah, my junior. Um, we we're in at Concession Golf Club in Florida, and Mum was there, and yeah, it just and everyone's everyone's parents had come, so I think that was really special because you know we were all like just had our families there, and yeah, it was just such a nice, especially for our seniors. Um, their their parents came as well, and it was just like a nice send off for them, but. Yeah, just the competing with them at, you know, that's the ultimate level to reach in college sports is playing in the national championship. And, uh, yeah, that was – yeah, I still get goosebumps when I think about even, you know, trying to qualify. I, I remember uh, my sophomore year, the first time we made nationals, it was always – I mean, we knew that it was in reach, but I don't think we – knew it was possible um like that it was actually going to happen I think because it'd been such a long time since coach had taken I don't even know when it was 1990 something um was the last time that they made it to nationals and um I'll never forget oh my gosh the last hole it was this par four the or the last three holes actually I just knew that I had to make three pars and that was and the year was like, you guys were in Raleigh right at uh, Lonnie Pool. No, that was my junior year. My sophomore year, we were in oh, – I don't even remember where it was, to be honest. It's like uh, – where was that? 
I don't even remember, but I was like playing these last three holes and it was so windy and it was a par five and I made par there and then this crazy long par three into the wind. I remember I hit this hybrid and I'd, I think I'd missed the green like in every other round and now I've just got like this howler off the right side. Like It was just ridiculous and I just hit on the green two part. So I've made par and then I'm I'm coming down the last, and I I swear it was so windy. I hit five wood into this par four, like just unheard of. And um, I've like just missed the green on the left side, like two foot off the off the first cut. And um, I knew that I had to two putt for us to go to nationals, <laughs> and I was so nervous that I was like, just hit it, just don't try and hold it, just get it down there. Anyway, I think I left it like like pin eye like three foot to the left or something like that and I was like wow I'm more nervous over this three footer and I can still you know re- like remember the feeling I can see the ball going in I can tell you like every little detail of that moment um yeah it was just unreal and then obviously we had to wait for a few more um teams to come in but if everyone had made par like you know it would have come down to that part and um we were fortunate enough to finish I think in the top six and um, or top eight, I can't remember. Um, yeah, and you know Justin was there. We call him Pops. He was awesome. He he was there and he was just, like so excited and just yeah that whole the next kind of like six hours and whatever like I don't even it just went so quick and we cause it was just almost like a a realization that wow this actually has come true like we're actually going to nationals like. I don't think, you know, our faces were like all cramped up the next day because we were smiling so hard for the, the, the selection whole show. Yeah. Wow, it was just unreal. Yeah, that was, that's probably my, yeah, top five college like golfing moments. But um, yeah, it was just unreal. I will say, just to build off that, you know, now they do it on the golf channel and it's a whole ordeal. But just being in the room downstairs in the McKay house and, and seeing your guys' reaction to, going to an NCAA tournament regardless of the seat. That's always one of my favorite moments, and I know you guys yeah. want it too. Yeah, it was almost like kind of nervous because you'd all be sitting there and we'd all be like anticipating where are we going to get sent and, you know, coach would be like, I think we're going to go here, you know, like where do you think we're going to go? And, you know, we'd have – um, we'd see who could get it right. But, yeah, just that, that build up in the moment of um, seeing where we're going to go and, you know, we'd get to the office – sort of 45 minutes before and we'd all eat and just reflect on the year and it was kind of emotional and then yeah and then we'd we'd watch the we'd watch the announcements and where we're going to go and then after that it was back to business and get ready for for nationals but yeah that's that was all any kind of team meeting in the office around that massive table um yeah it was always well there's always yeah, snacks always you know john crooks loved his ice always cream. snacks yeah Always, always food, always anything, you know. You'd go in there, like, coach like, what do you need? I'm like, oh, I'm just running to class, but I just need a, a muesli bar. Like, let me just grab some. Um, yeah, but, yeah, the office was – it was anything that ever happened there was always good. Tanya, I'm curious now in your professional career because, of course, you're, you're based in Australia, but you travel all over the country and all over the world uh, to play in these yep. tournaments and continue that career. What is it like – because you know as a player everything's very structured and you sort of know your tournament schedule and you have a coach and you have someone to help you. What's it like as an individual kind of hitting the road and, and figuring it all out as you go along? Um, I honestly love it. 
um, I don't have a manager. Um, I prefer, well, actually, I really enjoy, you know, organising all that kind of stuff on my own because I, you know, if you get to the airport and they say, where are you staying? I ask you all these questions. I already know it because I've booked it. I've done it all in my head. Um, the one thing I do like, though, I have a, a travel agent. He just books all my flights. I say, look, I need to go here. I need to be here at this time, at this date whatever and he does that for me because honestly if you're trying to do it, that part all on your own online um it can take hours so and that obviously for me takes a lot of time out of practice so yeah I'm super grateful for him that he does that and then yeah literally everything else I do on my own I travel on my own um yeah just it's crazy do everything but um yeah it's definitely experience I spend a lot of time uh, in China the last two years. Obviously not with uh, with Corona at the moment. Our tournaments have been pretty much cancelled or postponed for the rest of the year, well, up until later. But, I mean, who knows yeah, what's exactly. going to happen. But, um, yeah, so as of now, I don't have anything to play in. But, yeah, the last couple of years I spent in China and that was an awesome experience. Um, the language barriers, literally hilarious. You'd rock up and get a taxi and... That where you go, like obviously don't speak English, so you show them on your phone, like this is where I need to go, take me to this address, and they're all crazy drivers honking their horns everywhere. Oh, it's unreal. But yeah, that was definitely a experience. But um, yeah, wow, China's unreal. <laughs> Tanya, it's fun to see because we whether it's basketball or, or track or golf, we see a lot of these athletes go overseas and try stuff, and it's neat to see experience it. I am curious, you know, just especially with all the pictures you take and all the places you've been, is there a country, one, that has stood out to you and then, two, maybe a country you'd want to play a tournament in because you've just never been or, or wanted to go see it? Ooh. Um, wow. I I spent most of 2018, 2019 in China. I think I went there 12 times in the last 18 months, like, for various tournaments. So I did spend a lot of time there. Um, I did play a ladies European tour event in, in Thailand. Um, but I mean, I love Thailand anyway, just the people there, the food, oh my gosh, I could eat Thai food every single day. Um, but, oh gosh, I think I did one unique experience. I went to a tournament, uh, in Brunei, which is, uh, like this tiny Muslim country, um, like near Malaysia sort of, it's really small. And um, I went there and normally a tournament would be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and this tournament was a three, it was just a three-day event. So normally it would be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But because they're Muslim on Friday, they pray from I think 12 till 2 or something like that. So nobody can be outside. So it was really interesting because we played the first round on the Thursday and then Friday, we were only allowed to practice until a certain time. And then they gave us like our lunch in a takeaway thing. And we had to go back to our hotel and stay in there for two or three hours until like the prayer session was over. And then we could come back to the golf course. But it's really weird because you never have like a break of a break of play in between the tournament. So that was kind of interesting. And just the culture there, I mean, it was beautiful. Like the buildings were unreal. They had like gold-plated mosques and all this. Yeah, it was that was that was a really beautiful place. I mean, probably somewhere I would never go if I didn't have the opportunity to play a tournament there. But I mean, same with China. Like, I honestly, when I think of China, you don't. For me, I don't think, oh, I'm going to take a vacation there. Um, but I'm really grateful that 
you know, I'd go, I'd try and stay, go a day earlier or stay a day later and do a little bit of sightseeing in the city that I'm in. Um, yeah, I've like, I've done the Great Wall and I've been to like a lot of uh, big places in China um, just because, you know, taking the time to, to see, because I mean, yeah, it's golf's my job and I understand that like, everything, like you have to be serious and focus and stuff like that. But I mean, I like to have fun too. And I'm going to use that opportunity, I mean, not to be serious 24-7. But, um, yeah, I mean, some girls don't like to do that. But I'm like, if I'm already there, I'm going to see something. (laughs) And especially, I mean, being so young and and having opportunities like that, why not, you know? mm, Yeah, for sure. So, Tanya, my my final thought for you, because I know you've got so many things to do right now, and I'm kind of facetious as I say it. Uh, just, just your thoughts on, you've mentioned how Campbell has been a big part of, of your journey, both as a player and a coach, but I'm curious just with the influx of culture and the different athletes and all that, maybe what the experience meant to you and and kind of a takeaway or a moment that really stood out to you from your, your Campbell career. Um, wow. Well, so many things, but I guess for me, at the time when I came to Campbell, obviously being Australian and coming from the other side of the world, not a lot of people, not a lot of Australians were doing that. And, you know, it was a big decision for me to make the choice to come over there and sort of take a leap of faith, I guess, um, because I, and I really didn't know many people who had done it. Um, I was really fortunate though. Uh, Kylie Pratt, she, uh, helped me with like my applications and she was also went to Campbell as well, um, which was awesome. And she helped me through the process, but you know, now I feel like I can provide that sort of information to other juniors and upcoming players that might want to go to college because I didn't have any of that sort of information, you know, mum and I and, and dad, we figured it all out on ourselves by ourselves and with the help of Kylie and, I guess people were saying, oh, I don't think it's a good idea if you go to college, like you could stay here and get better and, and practice and turn pro and all these things. And I don't know, I just sort of had this feeling like I wanted to get away from everything that everyone was doing here and I didn't want to be like everybody else. And honestly, now looking back, people always, all the time, everyone always asks me, if you could do it again, would you go back? And I say, 100% like if you said I had the opportunity to go tomorrow I would be there like even even now like thinking you know I could have had four years at home preparing I'm like there's nothing that will ever amount to the experience that I had at Campbell um yeah and I think my my favorite moment um was definitely graduation um my mom came and yeah it was just like I don't know it was just like a really nice um summary of you know my time there and all the friendships and just just I don't know you sort of have this like epiphany sitting in in your in your uh rows with everyone that you you know had classes with or went and had coffee with or just hung out and did other stuff and everybody's in this room together and you just see everyone you know walking across that stage um that has ticked off their goal and and yeah, it was a pretty special moment for me. I th- I think, and I I choose that moment because it's it just summarizes the whole experience. And then at the end, like I come out with a degree, like yeah, there's nothing that can ever like take that away. So, well, Tanya, we we really appreciate the time. I know you're going to keep killing it on the course, so you don't need any luck for me. But uh, 
<laughs> best of luck nonetheless, and, and we appreciate you jumping on the podcast. Yeah, thanks so much, Evan. Thanks for having me.